don't have to be a C-level executive to change a business. Today, learn how three marketing copywriters changed an airline. Before Edvardus, Oscar and Hudler, website updates at Iceland Air were tricky. It was a lot of manual work at the time. It was really dependent on third-party partners working together that didn't always see eye to eye either. So it was a bit, it was a bit chaotic. Now they own the process, set the standards, and hold people accountable. Today on the show, learn how you too can make your department into a center of excellence, no matter your rank. Creating ownership and authority within the company helps you to become the center of excellence. Welcome to People Changing Enterprises. I'm Jasmine Goodman. Please enjoy this episode with Edvardas, Oscar, and Hutler from Iceland Air. Tell us about the role of content at Iceland Air. We have a lot of content on our website, and that is mostly our products, our service-related content. Then we have a lot of content about our destinations, our loyalty program, as well as we run offers and campaigns. So there's a whole scale of it, and uh, we have to foster it and look after it. And uh, I guess the complexity is to keep it simple and available in all those languages that we translate to, but at the same time, keep the length appropriate to the medium that we use and maintain the right tone of voice. So I think we have a few layers of complexity and we try to keep our focus on what's, what's important and what is meaningful for our customer. And what is the content team responsible for? We do a lot of cooperation with other departments in the company. So we get sent texts from all over the company to be put on the web. We might proofread them. We request translations or we pass the tasks on to, for example, our web developers. So we get a lot of requests coming in and we often act as a sort of intermediary between the web developers, the designers. We tend to be listening to ideas and then sort of translating them into a language or sort of setting them up in a way that we think will be useful for a web team working in sprints, for example. Hatler, before Oscar Nedvardas, what was the content landscape like inside Iceland Air? The focus on content was basically just about web management. There was a web team and they were responsible for updating copy and texts online based on various requests coming from stakeholders all over the company. And they prioritized based on, it was a little bit of a mix of like who came first and who shouted the loudest. So who earned most money was in there somewhere as well. So that was a little bit like that. We were working with an ad agency that provided a lot of the copy that went online. There was a lot of back and forth in that. So it was a bit chaotic just to summarize. But at the same time, there were like there were a lot of good people there and they were really good at what they did. So they really did pull off. But obviously happened with everything scaling up rapidly, it always becomes a little bit overwhelming. And it was a lot of manual work at the time. We were like using agencies a lot and uh, the internal team could only go so far and then we needed to request assistance. So it was not done in-house from a particular, from a specific point, and then it was really dependent on companies and like third-party partners working together that didn't always see eye to eye either. So it was hectic and chaotic. But uh, and you know what? That in all honesty, that sounds like a description of today in many enterprises out there. 
So <laughs> what, what changed for Iceland Air and how? What was the process like to create that content center of excellence that makes your people so empowered? Of course, a lot of things happened that I'm not going to recount here, but there were shifts in management and changes in worldviews and everything that helped putting this together. But in the end, it was about bringing the departments closer together and having them work and collaborate on a new level or level that we have, hadn't really seen before. Um, increasing the size of the content team was another addition to that. We picked up the moniker of UX writers at the time, which was supposed to give us a little bit more of a, a leeway into actually working on, on the copy that we got, not just receiving the content and putting it on like live online, but rather having the ability to say, no, we need to do this better and we need to improve this and make sure that all standards were adhered to, whether they were SEO or, or just basic reading skills. And this is when, when Oscar and Ette were, were brought on board. So I think the biggest change was essentially just to get everyone closer, get everyone on board. But at the same time, we've taken even further steps towards being product-led rather than project-led. We're trying to establish an actual product ownership with empowered teams. We started thinking about the customer instead of just thinking about what does the company need to say. And obviously, this is still an ongoing process. It's really hard to shift the mindset from company to customer. But at the same time, it's absolutely necessary. And, and I think, in my opinion, this is one of the key role that the content team has played is to bring about that view. And what does the content center of excellence look like today? We are responsible for maintaining quality and consistency of copy across the company. So that means that we are both content creators, translators, proofreaders, and the kind of final filter on any copy that goes through the website, through a text message, email, the app, any channel that we have, it goes. It should ideally go through our department. We don't just use the content management system. We also provide advice on how to structure new features and new web pages so that the system will work in the best way possible. When it comes time to add new pages or new features, it makes sense to involve us because we are going to be the end users of, in the sense, you know, of those products. In terms of what the team actually does, I would say that we serve other departments. So we are usually not leading the projects. We are just the content part. But we try to lead in terms of in terms of the style, tone of voice, and presentation of content. We would like to take ownership of that to the greatest degree possible. I'd love to talk a little bit about troubleshooting. When something isn't done up to standards or someone breaks the process or some other form of chaos ensues, which is normal, right? How do you reel it back in? And maybe more importantly, how do you try to prevent it from happening in the future? That's a very good question. I would say we love processes and uh, organization and clarity and simplicity. So I guess as a, and if that's not foreign to any airline. The processes we have created when working with content help us or to prevent or in most cases maybe minimize the chance of a human error. And uh, mostly that is thanks to the heavy testing that we perform. 
and uh, we never publish our content live without publishing it to our dev and stage environment, making sure that everything is correct. But of course, every now and then things happen, but then we we can always roll back. And that that's the good part. And if anything gets published accidentally, you know, a different language somehow would uh, get published on a different locale, we can easily fix it because we have a really powerful tool in, in our hands, our CMS, and that allows us to jump in and, you know, publish, unpublish, uh, add a fix. Yeah, so uh, w- one of the advantages is that we can easily roll back and evaluate and then go ahead again. Yes, as I said, of course, we try to find the root of the problems and create a process that will solve any problems that come up so they don't happen again in the future. But sometimes problems are of the nature that you can't really fix them as such. For example, some information comes to us late necessarily, perhaps because it just can't be divulged too early for some market reasons, for instance. And then you just have to try to foresee what the possible problems might be and ask for development early. That's the best you can do. And we'd also, in the content team, would like the ability to troubleshoot things ourselves. And this has to do with allowing the content team to do as much as work as possible without involving that development. And that would include troubleshooting. If we can be directly involved with that, then it will be easier for us to react once problems come up. How can someone listening, someone inside a big enterprise, start to create their own center of excellence? And what should they be looking for? What are the challenges they should be prepared for? I think it's very important to try to define what the content team does and doesn't do, Mm -hmm. just to be able to uh, prioritize and know what your goals are. I think it's also good to be proactive in the sense that other departments of the company will obviously not know the capabilities of your web because they're not working on it all the time. And you might see, you should keep your eyes open, I think, for opportunities and notify people. And here I I would maybe mention a recent example. This year we introduced a package booking engine where our customers are now able to book a flight and a tour or as a package that includes excursions or rental car. And uh, we in the content team helped to set up appropriate content types and basically helped to launch the booking engine. But then our, our employees who look after the package creation, they take on and they use the content types that we created on their on the daily basis, basically uh, looking after the packages, modifying the copy based on the on the needs, updating the pictures. And that way we empower them to use the tool that we have to deliver the tasks. But with the ongoing product development, maybe they need some new features. And then this is where they return to us again and they see, okay, we might need a different display here or we want some feature that is not in, in place right now. And this is where we jump in and help them to find the the right solution that would make sense within the web and in general would make sense for the customer and yeah we tailor we look for that solution this is where we maybe act as a as earlier mentioned as an intermediate between the developers us and the product owners of how to make content work for this common goal of developing our our packages further i think it's also good to have clear ways of communicating sort of a a simple way for people to reach you if they need anything content related. We have a a content email, which we just take turns monitoring within our team. We also have a general division of tasks so that we have a different focus. At this is focused on translations. I might be more focused on the Icelandic language and copy, for instance, but everyone on the team has the same basic knowledge. 
Like everyone has a base knowledge of all the most important things. And that allows us to act as a source of support for other departments. So that if, if somebody's on vacation or, you know, on leave for one reason or another, then there always should be someone from content that can help out if something needs correcting quickly on the web. I would also maybe add that creating ownership and certain authority uh, within the company maybe helps you to take that necessary step to become the center of excellence where um, you become someone who can guide others and help them uh, deliver the, the expected outcome. At DNI, when we started at Iceland there, we were in the digital department and squarely focused on UX copywriting. That's what we were supposed to be doing. But I think as is the tendency in these jobs a lot of the time, we find other tasks to do when there isn't so much work on copywriting. When COVID hit, we had to make very fast updates and uh, we were getting information from lots of different channels all across the company. So we got familiarized with them and them with us. I think we gained a bit of authority from that. I'd kind of like to pick up on that thing actually both of them were saying, but I think bringing the authority to the people that are supposed to be responsible for the content is really important. At the same time, as a low-level employee, it's really hard for you to request that authority. Being aware of the expected outcomes and challenging your manager, or not necessarily challenging, but rather getting information about what the expected outcomes for everything that you do is supposed to be, is really important as a first step in becoming empowered enough to have that authority. I think the way our jobs developed from being just copywriters was very slow and organic. We just slowly got to know all the different systems that we use better. We got to know people across the company. Slowly you gain authority to do more stuff and you also gain more self-confidence in actually making suggestions. You know, when you're starting, you kind of just do what you're told, don't you? <laughs> But as you get to know the systems better, you want to have an input on the projects. And I think at Iceland there, we were allowed to do that in, in our position we were actually listened to. And I really appreciate that. So I think the fact that we got positive feedback on some of the stuff we suggested, it was actually implemented. Then that emboldens you to suggest more things. And maybe that's, that kind of dynamic is what gets the ball rolling. So have a strategy understand what you're trying to accomplish and then have a strategy how to reach that. Know the tone of voice and all these things and make time to do these things because it, the biggest enemy of content creation is essentially the speed and the like lack of time that everything, uh, when, that we always, we never have time to do anything. So just, you need to make sure that you have the time to do these things, to have an understanding of what you're trying to achieve and how you're going to achieve that essentially. Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark.